Welcome to the Powering Real Estate Podcast, sessions with top real estate business leaders and their strategies for success. Learn from some of the best in the industry. Join Lee Adkins as he talks to industry leaders on how they built and maintain their real estate business. Hey, I'm here with Jenna Turner, the founder of Found Realty in Houston, Texas. How are you today, Jenna? I'm doing greatly. It's so good to visit with you after such a long break. So awesome. Tell us a little bit about your story. We're, we're going to dive deep here in just a minute, but tell us a little bit about your company as it stands now and kind of how you got into real estate and, and your path to this point. Yeah. So I actually, um, in my early 20s, got a job as a real estate assistant, kind of, um, for a real estate investor. And he basically handed, this was during the recession, and he handed me a big binder full of properties and things about properties. And he owned like 300 doors in the inner loop of Houston near downtown. And he basically was like, hey, these aren't profitable. Can you figure out how to make them profitable? And up until that point, I had like picked up his dry cleaning. So I basically spent the next six months trying to figure out how to make 300 doors profitable and worked as a general contractor, worked as a property manager, worked as a leasing agent, doing all these things. And it was such a good business that he started telling his other tech friends that had bought, bought properties before the recession about this girl, this girl that would help him figure out how to change his rents from $600 a month to $1,000 a month and, and really start making a profit and loss uh, sheet that made sense. And so other investors started hiring me and I basically had a consulting job at like 23 years old um, where I was charging what I thought was bukus of money. It was $20 an hour. And, uh, I, I loved what I did, but one day a fourplex that I had got renovated and ready for market had this realtor show up in a Range Rover, put a sign in the front yard, list this property for a million dollars. And I really helped them a lot with showings and all the information they needed for marketing. And that realtor gave me some great advice. He was like, go get your license. You can absolutely not stay away from real estate. This is your calling. Like go get your license and become my competition. So I took his advice and I did it. And it's been 11 years since then. That's fantastic. I love that. And what is uh what does found realty look like today? So today we are onboarding a new staff member or agent or multiple agents every week. We really spent the first 18 months of being open, just focused on my small team, my production. I'm in the top definitely 1%, maybe even half percent of Houston realtors. We have over 42,000 realtors as part of our MLS. And so our first 18 months, we really focused on my production only. We didn't recruit. Then um, the pandemic happened and honestly it kind of looked around here and i started to get lonely because a lot of our agents weren't coming into the office anymore a lot of them didn't have childcare options i have two young children but i had to find a nanny real quick and get back to work we weren't shut down at all ever so 
over the summer of 2020, I just really started to get lonely and say, like, I want to be surrounded by producers. And now we have 35 people in our organization, which at that time we had um, last fall, we had eight total. So we've grown a lot and had to figure out the systems and implementation of having all these people um, and staff and personalities and parking and all the things that go along with growing a brokerage really rapidly. That's brilliant. And is that kind of your forte? I mean, do you like the operational side? Was that always in you? Um, I didn't know that I liked it. I used to always say that I would sell houses until the day I died, right? I pictured myself as the little old lady with my bright red lipstick driving my Cadillac, showing up to showings at 95 years old. But I really found a lot of joy in this management side of what I'm doing. And so Because of that, I have focused more on recruiting, more on retaining agents and making sure our systems are all set up well, speaking, doing all sorts of other fun things. And I've taken a step back from production. That's fantastic. I I love to hear that. I think one of the biggest challenges in this business is obviously going from I'm a great agent to I'm a real business owner. And so I always love to hear that story. And I'm always curious about how people found, I mean, I've known you for a while, but I'm curious always about how people kind of find that path, you know, because it's a little different for everybody. But for you, it's interesting that the pandemic was uh, was definitely a blessing in disguise, maybe not even in disguise, but. Yeah, no, it was good. It was really good for us because I am the person who, no matter how much I sold when I sold real estate, I was so motivated by the brand new agent that's in the office cold calling or the, you know, the, the people who haven't been told no yet, they're the most, (laughs) I'm so motivated by those people and they encourage me so much. And so I was just lonely. I needed more people at the table to incentivize me, to remind me what we were doing and what the goal was. And so when we started adding people that were the right fit for our company, we just started to see that there was so much potential for collaboration and growth and just to build a really big table. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's multiplication, right? It's literally multiplication. If you can get five agents doing the volume that you were doing before, then that's a win. I'm curious, is it, is it, and maybe it's all these things, do you think that's driven by like your competitiveness or is it like a nurturing thing? Like, what do you think was the the thing that, that, that makes, you know, getting other agents to be successful? Well, I think you know, I'm bossy. <laughs> okay. No, I do think I'm bossy. I've always wanted to be the boss of something. Um, so you asked my parents, it was like five years old. I was going to be the boss of of something. That's um, awesome. No, I, I think I like telling it how it is. I think I like being honest. I think I like relating to agents in the hard parts about this job because it is hard. And I think that's why we get so much community hanging out with our real estate um, friends at conferences or whatever. Me and you have done this before, right? right? Like we all feel normal when we sit around each other. (laughs) Right. About all the crazy things that we do. Yes. When we sit around other people, we look like disasters, (laughs) but like around each other, we're, we're normal. That's so true. I think that I 
I fell into liking this more when I started to see the rewards of really agents who were as motivated as I was. I've mentored agents before at other brokerages. And maybe when it was at my brokerage, it felt different. But I also think the level of agents that we've hired here is what makes a difference and makes this fun for me. It wouldn't be fun for me if I had a bunch of part-time agents who just did this on the side. That would not be fun for me. But the people that we're targeting as our potential realtors um, are the best options for us. And they fit really well with our personalities. And we actually go through a huge um, recruitment package that basically says they have to do a one-way interview before they ever get to set an appointment with us. So they want to come and work here. We send them a one-way interview. It has three basic questions on it. They answer those. We actually found that 50% of our applicants wouldn't even do the one-way video interview. And in, right. in 2021, you want to be a realtor. Right. You may have to be comfortable <laughs> with video. Um, right. right? So I say, if you can't fool me in the interview process, then, you know, come on, at least, at least trick me a little bit. Right. So we, we start there. Then we use a culture index survey to determine what kind of agents we're looking for. So we have three different options at our brokerage. We have my personal team that handles my personal business now. We have our company. We're in indie brokerage. Remember, we have a company leads team that takes company-generated leads. And then we have our individual agents. And some of those agents may grow teams and that sort of thing within the brokerage. So we basically have three options. And we have three different formulas on what we're looking for to fill those three options. Because someone may come and tell me that they want to be an individual agent. But based on their video and their culture index survey, I may say, mm, you're you're too scared to, you know, be 100% free right now. Right. Or right. Um, I can say like, hey, to my top producing agent, I can say, hey, you got to give up X, Y, and Z in your job because your culture index says that you're really struggling with growing your business because you're focused too much on the details. Right. So those things have helped us identify the right people to bring in, which makes this job so much more enjoyable. Yeah, that's that's great. And that all makes perfect sense. It's so funny. When I first started in an operational role, there were two owners of the team and everybody was like, you can't have two owners. That's crazy. And now there's such a trend. and People realize like this business is hard. You need different skill sets and, you know, they can be a partner or they can be staff, but you cannot do it alone. Like it is, that's crazy. Absolutely not. And I don't know if you've ever read the book Rocket Fuel. I read that book and that was really life-changing for us. It, yeah. it made me realize that my director of operations who's been with me for eight years, she read it and I read it at the same time. We actually both, she was like, Jenna, I am not an integrator. <laughs> and I was like, I know that now. <laughs> right. But that's okay. we we found that she was a really great sales manager, right? Right. That's great with our agents. So it's That's brilliant. repositioning within the organization. Because when you have people who are happy in their workplace, their production skyrockets, their right. their whole performance level as staff, just when everybody's happy in their position and they feel comfortable doing the job that they've been given, which not every day is a, a fairy tale around found royalty. <laughs> <laughs> My staff is probably somewhere like, what, what? <laughs> um, but when people feel happy and comfortable 
in their job roles, that's when you get the best, best magic happening behind the scenes at a brokerage. Sure. Yeah. They're showing up as the best version of themselves, which is retention. It's, it's, it's all the above. And for those who don't know, just quick context around rocket fuel. The concept is that generally there's a visionary and an integrator and, you know, the visionary is typically the owner type person, the real estate type person. And the integrator is the person that either has to tell them no or figures out how are we going to do all this stuff. Right. But that's brilliant that you guys figure that out. But we're able to still pivot, for lack of a better term, into a relevant role. Most people can't hire a sales manager until they have, you know, 30 plus agents. So. Yeah, so I am I am a hundred percent visionary by the book, right? So that is my culture index. I am all gas. I am no break. I look at things five years from now. I'm not looking at anything short term, which has a lot of problems when you have to work with people who are not like you, right? Because you're like, right. don't you see it? How do you not right. see this? And um, and they may not be ready yet. So I have to, you know, water that down a little bit and figure out how to communicate that better to my team. But at the end of the day, what we were figuring out is that I was hiring for a future and not for where we were currently. So my staff would even be saying like, how can we afford these salaries? How can we afford to bring on this full-time position? And I know that we're building for the future and that if we build the infrastructure, it's all going to fall into place and the production will follow that. Right. Yeah, for sure. And your rapid growth is is obviously a, a, a huge you know, leading indicator of that and the fact that that's happening. I want to hit the third leg of the recruiting thing real quick. I'm assuming it's an interview, but you said the, they do the one-way interview, which is just them recording this on video, right? Just like read, yep. answer these questions on the spot type of thing. Right. Yep. Cool. Uh, they do the one-way video interview, then we do their culture index survey, and then they come in to sit down with an interview on interview with me. But I've actually changed how I do interview questions completely. I felt like I used to just talk at people, you know, telling them all of our strengths, telling them what makes us great. And so I got with my coach and I was like, listen, interviews are costing me an hour of time. And then I feel kind of gross at the end because I feel like I've just talked at potential interviewees because if they don't know anything about you, you feel like you have to explain who we are, right? right? What we do, what makes us different. And so I, I basically said, this isn't working well. So my coach came up with three questions and we literally asked those three questions. We find out what their biggest concerns are about the change or, or whatever it is. By asking these three prompting questions, we say, okay, what are we going to it learn from this person. What are what are their concerns? And at the end of those three questions, we say, "Do you want to work here or not?" And that, like, we've literally, like, at this point, I've reviewed a culture index survey with you. I've kind of told you things about your personality and how I think you would be a good fit to our company. I've answered all of your concerns about joining us by asking you these three prompting questions that really get you talking and help me to understand what your motivating factors for changing brokerages is. And I've seen you on a one-way uncomfortable video interview. So at this point, we're pretty invested in each other. And it, it becomes a very simple, like, do you want to work here or not? And if you don't want to work here, you go on a drip campaign if we still think that you could be a fit later on down the road. Right. Yeah, I, I love that. That's 
That's absolutely fantastic. And I, I think, um, yeah, that's a great point. I mean, at that point, and surely they did some research before they bothered to do the inter- the the submission or the the one way interview, right? I mean, surely they didn't just find a link online and. Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of times our agents are referring people over. Right. We have a huge, uh, our, our agents are our biggest cheerleaders. And, you know, that's great as a brokerage. That's a great feeling to hear. And um, and so them and social media and, you know, we have a, a built out who we're hiring page where we express what we're looking for. We express a little bit about ourselves. So if they don't have a pretty good idea before they came in, then they didn't want to know. They didn't want to do right. any research, right? And that right. actually shows to me that if they went to a listing appointment, would they have done their research to get there? So I'm looking at recruitment the same way that we're looking at going to a listing appointment, going to a right. buyer consult. It's almost the same thing. We're just changing up the wording a little bit for recruitment purposes. I mean, I I, I wish I'd, I'd say that more often than I'd like to. It's literally the same thing. It, it 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 cracks me up that people freak out so much about it. I'm like, your leads are just agents instead of people. They're hot. They're interested. They're not. They need to be nurtured. I mean, it's pretty much that simple. <laughs> they're a good fit. They're not. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's that's what it comes down to um, for, for us is that it's the same thing. We've actually taken our recruitment package and edited our listing package to almost follow nice. the same thing. These right. are the questions we need to ask the seller these three questions before we start just going in there and, you know, giving them all this yeah. information that they don't want. Right. Right. Yeah, that's great. I love that. And and who is kind of that target agent? Like, can you guys take a newer agent? I mean, is there, you can plug yes. them in somewhere? We can take a newer agent. I'm just very clear with newer agents that they can't have another job when they come to work here. We made that mistake in the beginning where people were like, well, I'm going to phase out of this, like after I get my, and it just, it doesn't work. It, and yeah. for me, it, it's full time or nothing. And so uh, we're looking for full-time agents. They can be brand new. That's fine. I have a training program for that. And they're going to learn a lot of stuff in this office coming in here every day. They can be brand new. But we also want to make sure that they have some savings set up because I can't tell you how many. Well, I can tell you it's been three. <laughs> I've wasted my time on three people who have said, you know, oh, I have a this will be my full time job. But they didn't have enough money to last two weeks in real right. estate. Right. So I'm saying, do you have another source of income for 30 to 60 days? Because we can get you a lead tomorrow to start working. But. I need you to have income for 30 to 60 days, right? I need you to be able to pay your bills. If you're a full-time agent, then we will take you on. That's great. I love that. And then I'm assuming, obviously, during the process, you're figuring out where they plug in. Like, hey, do I need another personal team member? Do they need company leads? Are they you know, strong enough to go it alone? They're kind of self-selecting, I guess. Yeah, so we see how it goes. We let them know that um, we actually, we really don't work rentals. We don't really have any agents that work rentals. Um, honestly, we're just so busy with other stuff. We used to, but it's just kind of phased out. So we let them know that we're going to test them on a few high-end rental leads over the first couple of weeks. That's just how we need to see, like, how do you talk to clients? How do you follow up? Did you set up an auto search? Like, did you do some basic things? Right. And if they do well in that, they can start getting company generated leads. 
I'll tell you a little bit about, well, one other thing, Lee, that I forgot to mention is that we also make sure that agents who are starting out within our brokerage are committing to so many hours within the office and they're doing some shadowing of other agents within our office. We don't have a reward program for that. Don't tell my agents that other brokerages pay for that (laughs) stuff because they all, they actually- We'll edit that out. Yeah, they all just come from a heart of gold and they're such good leaders and somebody helped them here too. Right, right. So that's been our culture of, hey, I'm doing open houses this weekend, shadow me. Hey, I'm doing showings. Come with me. I'm going to this listing appointment. Jump in the car with me. So really, there's no reward program for that, except that they have my love and support and they they know I'm so thankful. Nice pat on the back. So after after they do that, they go through some company generated leads. Our leads team and my team have certain standards that they have to meet in order to stay on leads. Two of the biggest things, and I, Lee, I spoke at Inman last week, and I literally had dozens of people in my inbox after I said these two things on stage. So I think these are the biggest tips I could probably give you. I didn't know I was that smart to to make these things required, but I require our agents to go through a like 10 hour online training. It's actually through Anthony Lamacchia. It's yeah. Crush It in Real Estate. So yeah. we do that. That actually solves a lot of my in-house training. Yeah. The pricing on that for a brokerage level is... It's astonishingly inexpensive. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell Anthony Lamacchia how cheap. His... I told him on stage. I was on stage with him last week. Okay. Um, but I was like, it was really cheap. It's really cheap. I paid two fifty. It's really affordable. Let's yeah. just say it's affordable. <laughs> it's affordable. It's two. $250 a month for up to like 30 seats. Great. Yeah, it's, so it's, that satisfies so a lot of my brokerage training. They have to sit through that first. Then they have to update their leads within 24 hours. The biggest thing that was a takeaway is that I make them get a Google review for every company generated lead that closes. And if they can't get it from their client, then they have to go and get it from somewhere. They have to go and get it from a friend or a family member or somebody who knows, likes and trusts them. If they do not get a review, they are off leads. Um, Because if, if we have agents who go into a transaction knowing that they will not get paid on another deal again, without that great review, then we are training agents to really do what they're supposed to do anyways, which is take care of the consumer. Right. No, that that's perfect. And I'm glad you brought that up because I had a note to mention it. Uh, just doing a quick prep uh, before we talk today. You guys have almost 500 Google reviews and you have a 5.0 rating. Now that doesn't mean that there's not one or two that are like, they never call me back or whatever, but like you're always, everyone has those. Yeah. If you're, if you're all 5.0, then they're not real. I just have one bad review and it was, it was for me. I made someone angry and (laughs) I deserved it. (laughs) I had had the same thing when I was coming out of production, I referred somebody and they're like, he wouldn't even talk to us. It was me. I was, I was one complaint. But I mean, they're brilliant and they all reference different agents. I mean, they literally are like, you know, this agent was the best agent ever. Oh no, this agent. And it's, it's not like, oh, Jenna, she's the greatest. We all love her. You got to have her. It's like, no, no, no. They're all great. Yeah. No, I wanted our agents to be bought into our company reviews because what we actually see happening is that 
consumers are calling our our leads line and saying, hey, can I work with Stephanie? I read something about her that really resonated with that particular buyer, right? Or, hey, I want to, almost no one asked for me anymore. It used if you go back way in time to the original Google reviews, they were all me, but no, no one asked for that anymore. And I love that. And that, that gets the consumers bought into the agent that's going to be assigned to them when they call into our office. So that's been great. Agents being bought into the review program is literally one of the best things I ever did. We've had some competitions within office. I think our biggest competition was like whoever got the most reviews in 48 hours that mentioned their name, got a weekend away at a hotel. And my agents were, were really scrappy. I think we got 150 reviews that. Wow. So we actually had um, 10 reviews about seven months ago. So this has been, wow. This has been built very quickly, which is why we've risen to the top in Google results is because we have built this really, really well. Um, We also pick up 100% of the calls that come from Google. We never miss a call. Middle of the night, we never miss a call. I actually take my phone to the shower with me. We never (laughs) miss a call. I am am like the last person on backup to answer when we get a call from Google and I'm picking up. That's amazing. For those who don't know, uh, if if you're taking a call through um, through Google, through Google My Business, uh, the answer rate is a factor in you getting, continuing to get them, not getting more, just continuing to get them. Yeah. So we're looking at a nine month, um, basically campaign that we've done with this. And we have about a 98.2% um, pickup rate on. That's on brilliant. And, and that's really what's made us uncommon. Google actually said that we were performing so well that it it, it caused an unfair advantage because I was a woman. I had a picture of myself, which it wasn't a glamorous picture. I, I think I was eight months pregnant during this picture. <laughs> but there were only men in my market who were ranking high. So we actually became a test market where they removed pictures because we were outperforming to such a high disadvantage of of our competitors. So they removed our pictures for a really long time. They actually just put them back. Um, They had been gone for about six months. That's wild. Mm -hmm. I'm not even sure what to say about that. I don't think I'm going to say anything. I I, (laughs) I would root for you to have an unfair advantage, but. Um, No, no, it was, it was funny. It was a, and you know, they've taught me a lot too. They're like, you know, the, the sexier the picture is of the realtor, the worse they do on like interesting, you a, right? You got a blazer on and a <laughs> right. neck. You're going straight to the top, right? Let's let's <laughs> let's be accessible and familiar. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. And and I want to touch on your model just again, just super quick. I mean, personally, I also truly believe that's the model of the future. Like the idea that you can get on a leads team. Best case, maybe you graduate from the leads team. Like, there's got to be a path forward, you know, for people to stay. And Lee, that's that's what's changed about how I really do my business in my life is that a year ago, we used to say like, well, when can, you know, these caps got to be higher and we got to earn $20,000 an agent in order to make this much money and do this and do that. And 
I just all of a sudden said one day, I just don't want to play that game anymore. I want to foster agents that will leave me. If they don't leave me, then I haven't done my job as a leader. Now, I spend a lot of money on personal development, so it's going to be real hard to outgrow me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I think I could probably um, track uh, six figures to the personal development game in the last 12 months, right? Right, So. Right. But I'm so obsessed with our agents doing the right path for them because I really do think that these small brokerages and this like one off, you know, a few realtors over here and a few realtors over here, that's actually, I don't think that's going to last. And I yeah. think that we're going to have a hard time competing against the big tech companies of the world who all of a sudden have the professionalization of the realtor. Realtors right. start having college degrees, right? And like leaving recruited from other industries to be in sales. And I really saw the writing on the wall with that in the last 18 months of things are changing. And I want to work with full-time agents who look at this as a a real career that will support their family or support their wildest dreams. And how will we be able to retain the good talent if we start going up against some of these tech companies yeah. disguised as real estate companies, right? Right. So I wanted to have a competitive edge. And the deal is, is that when you join our team, our leads team, you are going to get fed leads for as long or as little as you want it. Right. And then there's an option to graduate and do your own thing for agents who are starting out. This has provided some real stability in their business. You know, they'll have a month where they get kind of arrogant and they're like, right. I had four closings this month. I don't need leads. And then the right. next month I'm coaching them through that and saying, hey, remember last month when you were real arrogant about it? And remember how this month you came begging <laughs> like, right we're building a business here, right? We're right. building consistency. So I am, that's what we're, we're trying to, we're trying to keep people as long as they want to be here. But if they have a plan to outgrow me, then I'm going to support them in any way possible to make that happen. Yeah. And even earlier, you mentioned, you know, the idea that you could potentially support teams in that. So helping to build teams, you know, is certainly another aspect uh, that, you know, it may, it may go that way for you. It may not, but it sounds like you're, you would be well prepared to handle that. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I actually have, a, I have a few top producing agents here that are on the cusp of being able to do that. The hardest thing I've learned about coaching agents over the last 10 years is that agents aren't ready to do something until they're ready to do it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's an inner battle. It's even more than no, the normal human nature level of that, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I have a few agents, they're going to listen to this and know exactly that I'm talking because I'll say like, hey, I'm ready to coach you up. Let me coach you up and coach you out right. when you're ready. And they're like, no, safety net. I got to show houses 24 hours, right. a day, seven days right. a week. I haven't seen my kids in two months. Right. But no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And you're like, this hey. is sustainable. It really is. Like, yeah. You know, hey, fine. when you're ready for some leverage and some freedom and when you and really what it comes down to is that there's a breaking point of when your business cannot handle you in it, yeah. you only in it anymore. Yeah. That's my skill set is saying, OK, you're there. 
here's how you leverage, here's yeah. how you grow, whether it's a showing assistant, whether it's an assistant or an admin or, you know, whatever it may be, a listing partner, whatever it is. I'm there to help you leverage what's next for your business. And that's really my skill set. And I tell all the agents that work here, like, I am not the girl to ask, like, how to run a CMA at this point. All right. <laughs> and like, do not ask me about your $100,000, like, you know, deal that like the seller's being mean, like that is right. not my okay. skill set. <laughs> right. um, but I am very honest with people and I'm like, somebody here is going to be great at helping you with that. My skill set has to be used for solving these very complex problems yeah. that free up people's future to do a bigger business. Right. Well, and ultimately, I think the other thing that people don't realize or if they haven't gotten as far down the path as you, that then becomes another recruiting opportunity for you. You can say, hey, I've got this seat to fill because I've got this agent who needs leverage. So now I can bring on a showing assistant for them or a buyer's agent for them or whoever that is. And then the cycle just you know, just continue going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that was, it took us really like the first four or five months of recruiting. It felt awkward. It felt uncomfortable. Yeah. It, it wasn't natural to me yet. Yeah. But over time I've, I've gotten really committed to it and what are our processes to do this and yeah. how are we, I, I just didn't want to be the broker that's like every other broker that like, you know, likes a picture of my kid and tells right. me how cute my kid is on the internet, but really actually doesn't communicate and tell me what, what they got going on at their brokerage. Like, right. I didn't want to be this person who just had to go around Houston flirting with people to attract them to my brokerage. Right, right. So we, we really started to attract via, the first thing we did was we sent an email to 40,000 realtors. And we started sending those every couple of weeks. And Lee, I got a, I have a folder saved in my email, the responses, because <laughs> you would just, the amount of people who were livid about right. me offering free right. advice right. was wild. I mean, people said some really nasty, like that. who the heck do you think you are? I can only imagine, you know, I grew up in the Houston area. So yeah. like, I, I know. And, and, you know, some guy, no offense to anyone named Bill, but some guy named Bill that's like 80, that's been doing farm and ranch real estate for 85 years, and he's 80, is just livid that this, you know, 34-year-old girl is, right. is sending him tips. Trying to tell him how to do his yeah. business. <laughs> and I sent out like a book club email. I mean, they are probably somewhere someone in some brokerage office probably had everyone gathered around the computer and was like, look at this Jenna Turner girl. What is she doing offering value for That's awesome. free? And unfortunately in this business, there's no black and white, right? The alternative was you didn't do anything and you were where you were 18 months ago or two years, whatever. Yeah. You know? And it was wild. And then, you know, we would get a lot of bad emails. And uh, unfortunately, we had thought we had removed everyone that I had ever had a bad transaction with. Uh -huh. We really went through <laughs> and we're like, what nightmare? I'm a pretty tough negotiator. And that's kind of been my calling card in right. real estate. And so I've pissed off a lot of people. So we had to get all these people off. And some of them <laughs> slipped through and they were really pissed. But you know, then the emails started coming in from people who were like, I don't know who you are, but this is great. This right. Is, nice. Thank you. This was a tip I needed. This was a video I needed to do something extra in my business. 
And so we've had a lot of, we've actually had a lot of fun with that. Every time we send one, I just, I like sit and wait and I'm like, okay, when's Bill sending me his email? Um, just hit unsubscribe, Bill. Right. I was going to say, <laughs> apparently he doesn't know that, but hey, it's all good. He's probably doing, he's probably doing the stuff that you're sending. No, no, he's not. You know, so did you, you know, the day that the, the inner or Facebook and Instagram and everything went yes. out, it's been like yeah. in the last month. So literally in between appointments, I had 15 minutes and all of a sudden I had this idea like, Hey, we should send out a funny email to realtors. Like, what do you do when social media is gone out? So we put in like prospecting ideas that didn't require social media. And then we had a list of like 20 prospecting ideas and every few numbers we would be like, just cry, just cry <laughs> that you can't go on Facebook. Like keep hitting refresh. On I'm Instagram. trying to like, I want to like it. <laughs> like take a shower and cry <laughs> while you wait for Facebook to come back. So we, we sent out like 16 actionable items and then four funnies mixed nice. in with that. And people were dying. I mean, we got it before we, from start my idea, I ran in this office to grab a listing package from my idea to execution. We were at 10 minutes and my team like whipped it up real quick. When you got that mailing list for recruitment already set, then you're right. ready to go and got it out before social media came back. And honestly, we've gotten probably four or five agents to come over since then. That's brilliant. I, I love that so much. But that's that's the key, right? You got to show your personality. Everybody, I mean, the worst thing in the world is that everybody's recruiting pitches. We have the best training. We have the best leads. We have the best, like, nobody wants to hear that. The minute they walk in and your first question is about them or their goals or their motivation or, or you know, that's, it's so, sadly, that's very refreshing, right? That's yeah. not normal. I think the deal is, is that I actually have no idea what I'm doing, but I learn something new every day and I am continuously learning, which is what I felt, which is the whole reason I went indie is I felt like there were some forward thinkers in the real estate community in Houston, but they were, you know, either too far away from where I live or I had already worked with them once before or whatever. Right. And so I really felt like we had to do something different. And that's why we opened up found was because we wanted to be super forward thinking in the ways of real estate. How can we do this job differently, but keeping customer service still number one, and we're not cheap either. We don't discount. We, yeah. we will not. And most of the time we charge more than the average person right. does. And so honestly, how could I protect all that? and and do that at another brokerage and I couldn't find it. So that's the whole reason I opened up found was process of elimination and just saying like, well, I guess we got to I guess we got to do it, but if somebody wants to come buy me out, I'm okay with that. Too. That's a thing, <laughs> dropping some seeds. We'll leave yeah. your email. We'll leave your email in the, yeah. in the notes. Whoever wants to come buy me out, go ahead and make an offer. No. <laughs> well, I think I think that's a good place for us to to push towards wrapping up. I think the idea that I love that you just said that because you are building conceptually a saleable entity, whether you sell it or not is up to you, but you're building a database, you're building a culture, you're building you know, a staff, a set of standards and ideals. People stumble into that, but you've been pretty intentional about it. Uh, and I think that's awesome. And it does allows you to, yeah, bring in a partner, sell it, whatever that is, 
yeah. whenever, whenever that's a thing, you know? Yeah. So we actually just started writing it all down and making basically a book on like, how did we, what did we eliminate from recruiting? Like what didn't work for us? What absolutely worked for us? How do we retain agents? What is our system for that? Okay. We have a system for it. It is quarterly volunteer um, opportunities. We have so many culture opportunities that need to happen. I literally have a staff member that we all refer to as mom that just takes care of us, right? Right. Like there's, there's a system to all of it. There's a system to how our culture was built. And so recently we just started writing it down and saying like, we need this. So as we grow and we hire more people, we can just say like, here's a, here's a place. This is what we do. And this is what us building the business has, become such a fun thing for me. And I, you know, I have small children. I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old and life is absolutely nuts all the time, but it's actually been interesting to be home on the weekends and evenings with my three-year-old and five-year-old. Now I'm 35 years old. I thought that I was going to be working evenings and weekends for the rest of my life. And honestly, last weekend, I texted a few friends and I was like, I think I need a hobby. I don't, (laughs) what does one do when I didn't have my kids for the day and I wasn't selling houses? What do you do? So I'm at 35 years old and I'm out of production and, and now I got to find a hobby. So who knows? It, it cannot only be drinking wine. Right. Right. So I tried gardening. I, I'll try some other things, but building the business has become such a hobby to me. And it's so much fun to share that with as many people as possible. I love that. And I think, you know, it's funny, you know, I've had a lot of conversations recently with people like that. And it's one of my favorite things. I was able to come out of production pretty early too. And it's, it's absolutely magical and, and, and glorious. And uh, I know like, for a lot of people, that's the carrot. But I, you shared so much today that that's really helpful for that. And I, I really appreciate it. And uh, maybe we'll have you back on. We'll update on that hobby. Okay. Yeah. Once I find one, if I can yeah. find one. If you <laughs> can find one. Cool. Any last uh, kind of parting words or anything uh, you, you want to wanna no, share? No, this was so much fun. Thank you for letting me share about this. Lately, people have been asking me to talk about selling houses. And that's just something I just don't remember anymore. So this has been fun to talk about the exciting stuff happening at Found. But I hope that people follow me on social media and they can see a lot of these culture things and recruiting items and and you'll say wait is she trying to recruit me i can't even tell it doesn't even look like she is (laughs) so you'll uh you'll be able to follow along the ride for that love it that's fantastic thanks so much jenna all right thanks lee thanks for listening if you enjoy listening to powering real estate please subscribe and leave a five-star review subscribes and reviews help other people find us and allow us to keep interviewing top industry experts if you're looking for a customized solution for your follow-up boss account or wanting a free assessment of your account, visit AmplifiedSolutions.com. There you can also find free resources and link with us. 